thinking about my content, the content we're creating, the things that, you know, my little journey in terms of being a content creator, you know, mm -hmm. storyteller, just recently I've noticed something, which is that very slowly, but noticeably, my love for any kind of help I can offer to the world is growing again. Like I'll see, mm. you know, I, I would receive emails, still receive emails from people that tell me, hey, this whatever follow up book really helped yeah. me or this YouTube talk of yours has been really awesome. Or I just listened to a podcast interview from you. A bunch of people uh, sent me emails the last couple of days because um, I think SaaS Talk re-promoted some talk I gave. Hey, listen, listen to your talk there. Super inspiring. This is help helpful. And I had grown a little cold on all these things. Mm. Not a little, very cold. Yeah. Where I would get these emails and they would mean absolutely nothing to me. Yeah. It would be very mechanical, just some per like I heard I've heard this a thousand times, so it'd be like you're really awesome. This really helped me. And I'd be just like, whatever, whatever, whatever. What do you want? Oh, you want this from me? Here's a link. Here's the answer. Here's the thing. And I would just it would just be a to-do. This email is a to-do. I got it done. I'm moving yeah. on. And yeah. just yeah. recently I started looking at these emails. And thinking, wow, isn't this awesome? Like a, a human being, somebody, John, Bob, whatever, they spent an hour listening to me on YouTube. And mm. then they were so inspired that they decided to send me an email. What an honor. Like, that's amazing. And I would feel grateful. And then I started thinking about all the content that I've created about sales and entrepreneurship. And I, I started thinking, my stuff, like, I'm really proud of it. And I'm really glad I did all this. And it's awesome that I've had and still have something to offer that where I think in the past years, I, I was having the feeling that I want some distance from it, right? Like I'm, I'm so a little burned out by it. And so not only am I not happy when I get an email about it, but I also, when I see that content, I always feel I want to turn away from it. Reminded of something that you don't want to be associated with anymore. Yeah. Reminded of something that I'm feeling like, ah, uh, I don't like this. Yeah. Like I, I'm not, I'm not looking. I wasn't looking fondly back at it. Proud, grateful, but more sort of a. I don't want to be remind. I want to forget this almost, which is a sucky feeling, especially if it's something that is good. Right? It's not like yeah. it's not like I did something criminal. I'm like I want to forget about <laughs> the time I was stealing. <laughs> I provided tremendous value to people, but there's still a still a note of unhappiness with it i think partially it's due to two things one is that for in the first couple of years i i did all that content out of just pure inspiration mm -hmm. and then i did it out of pure a feeling of responsibility and obligation right it was just an obligation i just I felt like I had to do it, so I was doing it. But I wasn't inspired anymore. I wasn't finding it creative. I was just feeling responsible to do it, so I was doing it. So it started turning from something that was art to something that was a burden, work. Mm -hmm. And I think the other flip side of it was that I had experienced a certain amount of growth in terms of my audience, my reach. and wasn't able to continue that growth trajectory in many ways. And I think that that also brought a level of, I don't know if shame is the right word, but this, when I look back at 
all the sales startup content, when I look back at the startup chat, right? When I look back mm -hmm. at all these things, there is an, a slight undertone of shame as well. And it's the shame that I didn't mm -hmm. live up to it. I didn't make it as big and as impactful and as good as I knew how to make it. Mm -hmm. Because once I got it to a certain level of, of quality and reach, I had lost my inspiration around it and I was just doing it as work. Yeah, kind of cruise control. Yeah, and I remember, like, I remember having these ideas, these thoughts. I could do these 17 things to make this better. Mm -hmm. But I just didn't have the energy to do it. I was like, I barely can even do it in the level it is now. To make it much better would require a lot more work. And it's already work that I'm not loving as much anymore, feeling as easily. It's not as easy anymore because it's work and now doing even more work, I don't have it in me. But then there was always this guilt. This isn't yeah. growing. This isn't serving as many people. This isn't changing and evolving as much as it should. And so I always felt guilty for that. So when I look back at that stuff, I think at least for the last two years at my content trajectory, which is, I mean, it's insane. It's thousands and thousands of pieces of content. And I've influenced and touched and helped hundreds of thousands of people, some very, very, very small ways, some in very big ways, but lots of people. Yep. But when I look back at all that for the past two, three years, the main feeling was a little bit of shame and a little bit of like a, this was, I don't know, shame and burden. Like I did this because I had to do it and I didn't do it as well as I could. And I kind of feel bad about all this. And then, you know, a cynical side of me grew that looked at these things and went, did it really matter? Did I really have any impact? If I hadn't done any of this, would it have really mattered? Somebody else would have created and did create content around sales and startups and this and that and people would have learned the stuff somewhere so like then you go into this like fatalism point of view where it's like life is pointless like it, it does it even matter that i exist <laughs> you know does it matter does it matter in the abstract that if i hadn't done this the world would be different significantly different nah, not really and just just in the last weeks i don't know how and why but just maybe because i'm getting into a better and better place and I've done a significant amount of inner work. But just in the last few weeks, without ever making this a goal, without ever writing this down as, oh, you should be more grateful. You should like your stuff. I didn't even think yeah. about this, to be honest. But I noticed yeah. that my I, I'm feeling different. I'm looking at these oh. things. I started to look at them different, to feel around them differently. The content is, again, like where it used to be kind of black and white, now I see color again. I'm like, ah, this was great. Oh my God, this person emailed me. Like how amazing that anybody would care to reach out to me and to watch my stuff, read my stuff. What a blessing. What an a, a, a incredible blessing that I'm in a position where I can help. I can answer an email. I can give advice. I can point to something. That's awesome. And I like it starts filling me up infusing me with a little bit of inspiration and excitement again, where for a, a long time it, it had turned into this very mechanical, meaningless box for me that was just like a burden. That's interesting. Also, like how 
Because it's, this is something you can force, right? The timing is like just making me curious. Yeah. What brought that out? I do not know. I can make up a story. I easily have a narrative for it. But mm -hmm. the truth is, I don't know. I mean, why have the last three days been so nice being back in Germany? When usually the first couple of days when I'm back in Germany, I'm not as much in a good place. I don't know. I think right now, it, it seems to me that a significant amount of this could be related to finding and creating more presence, being especially also more aware of parts of me that I think are and were insanely polarized and in inner conflict, and therefore were costing me humongous amounts of energy. Right? We talked so much about my inner critic, all the episodes about my tense jaw, all the, all the discussion about waking up in the morning, being exhausted. All that now is, is, seems easily tracked back to conflicting and polarizing parts in me. And as I started paying more attention to them, as I started doing more inner parts work, there has been more inner harmony and with that more spaciousness to be present and be in myself or be a better version of myself. And with that, in many areas, I just seem to have more energy and more lightheartedness. And you know, my, I think my core state, and we talked about this a bunch, who I truly am, a very energetic person, somebody that is very inspired usually and very encouraging. And I had lost that. And slowly but surely, I think I'm finding my way back to that. And with that, I think then almost all things start taking on a different meaning again. So I think this a lot of this tracks back to just me getting into a much better place. And with that, starting to see, I think things that until recently, like at some point, everything had tipped to just being a burden. Almost anything and everything in my life felt like a burden, right? It was all work and responsibility, almost all of it. And now very slowly, but noticeably, Things, the, 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 the balance is tipping in the other direction. A lot of things that were on the burden part of the scale are trickling over to the blessing side of the scale. And it's the same thing, but all of a sudden it appears different mm. to me. Yeah. Right? If you told me, so if you told me, I think today, Steli, in an hour, you ought to give a talk about how sales changed your life and why selling is important. I would be excited. Mm -hmm. Right now, I'd be excited. I'd be like, I have a lot of things. Sales saved my fucking life. I have a lot of things to say about sales. If you had told me the same thing a month ago, hey, in an hour, you have to give a talk about sales, I would have wanted to make a huge hole in the ground and bury myself in it. Hmm. And I think the, the, and this is just, it, we talked about content, but it's other things as well. We'll see. I'm always, I always have such concern of being wrong And I have such humbleness of how often I've been wrong in life that anytime I make statements like this, there's a part of me that's like, we should make this, we should take this down a notch, <laughs> right? Because it might just be your mood this week, yeah. right? It's, Next it's the week, law department, law department yes. coming in and saying, we can't, yes. we shouldn't be saying, <laughs> yes, yes, there's an accounting and law uh, and legal uh, department that's like, wait yeah. a second, we have yeah. said such statements yeah. before. That it, we're proven yeah. wrong, and so we should not make uh, statements like this. 
and that's another thing that's another part of me that I'm changing or transforming again because I'm like, who gives a fuck? Like, I can't, there's too much work in always, like, it, being the type of person that makes statements that will most likely not be challenged by anybody and won't be turned out wrong in the future, it's, all you're doing is you're chipping away at all your inspiration, motivation, all your the creativity. Like, you have to chip away at all of that till you have such a small, great cubicle unit that nobody can attack it anymore. But then it's yep. also not interesting anymore to yourself. Yeah. Right? So yeah. you're like, yeah, it's, it's a mean, great, It's a great strategy to becoming a very efficient wheel in the machinery. Yeah, but it, it's not fun. And yeah. so there's, there, but there, so this is an inner, an inner part of me that developed so incredibly over all the hardship and mistakes that I make that now, and you see this, if you listen to any kind of conversation I'm having, almost any time I say something, that's a bit too strong. You can hear the wheels spinning in my mind, the departments, the people running from one room to another, sending faxes down to the talking department going, no, 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 no. Let's take this back. Let's make the statement more broadly. Let's go in this moment. It appears to me, of course, I know maybe next week the narrative will change. Mm -hmm. But all that shit, which is like correct to say, right? If, if I want to be bulletproof mm -hmm. that nobody will think bullshit, All that is taking a life away from the fun we're having, the fun I'm having. Well, it's much more fun to be like, I figured it out right now. I'm awesome now, <laughs> right? I'm back. Yeah. We're mean. I love everything yeah. and everybody. This is much more fun than going, well, in this moment, it appears <laughs> to me that I'm in a good mood, but who knows if I'm really a good mood because it might turn out that I'm in a bad mood, but I'm just self-deceiving myself and just trying to lie without noticing it. Well, then go fucking jump off a building. and yeah, I mean, you can't live like that. Anything I ever said yeah. and thought could be wrong or self-deception that I will never be aware of in life. Like I can't always make that disclaimer internally and externally and go through life that way. And I do it because I don't like the idea of some people, including you, right? You're like part of what I love about you is you're right. my biggest fan, but also my biggest critic. And you have seen all yeah. my bullshit, right? So if yeah. I make a statement a bit too strong, I already know or think I know yeah, yeah. that Ramit yeah, is thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's, like, see. <laughs> let's see if this shit yeah. will hold even now, than even the now, day. Even now, yeah, it's actually true. Even now when you said it, I was like, when you said like a month ago, if you would have told me to give a talk on yeah, sales, yeah. I would have talked, you know, and then I'm uh -huh. like, yeah, but you know, six months ago, you told me when shit opens up, you're so excited to be on stage again. <laughs> yeah, but this, okay. So this is true. That's besides my point, though. So let me pu push it away. I don't even have to address this. Yeah, the yeah, main yeah. point is the main point is that I mean, you know me, right? And so if I if I let's say we could rewind, and I would have said, Ramin, the reason for this is I've now finally transformed, unburdened, and now I'm back to myself, and I have energy, and I love everything. This is it. I figured it now out. Now I'm good. Right? It's impossible yeah. that you would have thought, well, let's see, you know, I, I would assume so. And it's not just you. If Sofian told me, you now figured everything out, I'd be like, oh, let's see. <laughs> let's wait yeah. a week. You know, let's right. wait a month. Right. And so to protect myself from people thinking of, thinking of anything I say or do as, well, maybe he's full of shit. I make these disclaimers. It's to protect myself from myself and my own then judgment and in a critic that will crush me 
if in a week I'm in a bad mood and I hate sales again, all my old content, right? Then I'll, I'll really punish myself. And I don't want anybody to ever be able to think something critical of me that I wouldn't think of myself. Right? It's a protective mechanism. Mm -hmm. I'm so self-critical so that nobody could ever expose me by saying something critical to me that I haven't thought already, that I'm not aware mm -hmm. of. And yeah. again, everything in moderation. It's not that that is completely useless. It's not that every legal department in the world is completely useless, right? It's just to a right. very big extent, most legal departments eventually become overbloated and then they are creating less value than they are destroying. And I think in my inner legal and accounting department, it's over it's overbloated right now in bureaucracy. And I need to be a little less afraid of saying things often that you might think are bullshit or will turn mm -hmm. out to be bullshit. I mean, that's fucking life. Yeah. The I, I don't think the measurement of my worth is, you know, how rarely I you know, I've said something what where I changed my mind or turned out. Correct yeah. statements that have yes. been eternally truth. Yeah, because yeah. even even with all my efforts, because I push very hard on learning more, seeing more, understanding more, constantly I discover my own bullshit. Anyways, just bullshit I am not aware of, and I think it's a question of balance. It's fine. It, it, I mean, we all know people that every day have a different story, and then eventually it's very hard to listen, believe, or interact with them at all, right? Where people have zero credibility to themselves and others. That's not a good place to be, right? I mean, we all get that, mm -hmm. that some people are just like so full of bullshit that it's just every minute's a different story, and then it becomes, then becomes problematic. But the exact opposite of that is the person that, is the absolute cynic and realist, quote unquote, right? The only, mm -hmm. the only realistic thing, if you look at the history of humanity, is that things that seem impossible and crazy will at some point become normal. That's the only realistic thing. Mm -hmm. The realistic thing is not that everything we know now will be forever this way and will not change. Um, so when you're the hypocynical, hypocritical, hyper conservative type think that's no that's no use or no fun and not useful not good either nobody likes to talk to these people and nobody's like well but they were never wrong let's talk to john because he was never wrong because he's never said anything right or he's never made a, mm -hmm. any real statement nobody says that uh, or thinks that and so it's about finding a, a better balance and i'm definitely <laughs> i noticed this just moments ago I am noticing how anytime I say something that is a bit yeah. um, too optimistic or where maybe not, it's not a too optimistic. It's when it's fresh enthusiasm, fresh positivity, mm -hmm. something good has happened recently or something <laughs> good mm -hmm. is changing just now. Then I'm so worried <laughs> that it might be yeah, bullshit yeah. that I always have to give 20 examples uh, and, uh, 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 you know, Ex, you know, uh, yeah. explanations and, and, you know, that, hey, but, you know, who knows if I'm full of bullshit? Who knows if this will stick? Mm -hmm. Who knows what is true? And then it's kind of a bummer. Like, instead of letting this little flower of positivity, giving it a bit of water, a bit of sun, and seeing yeah. if it's going to grow, I, I trample on it 
uh, because it might not grow. So who knows, right? So yeah. I need to pay attention yeah. to this. So here's the here's the major uh, the 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 thing to look out for. Look out for thinking a bit more in the future. I think Stella is a little full of it right now. You think that a bit more than you used to? Maybe that's a good thing. If you think it all the time to the degree where you can't interact with me, that's a bad thing. <laughs> but I have a hard time believing that it's a real risk. That's actually another thing. It's this the overcorrection that we make. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we've made mistakes in the past, and then we've overcorrected so strongly that we're in a place that's way too much. And then we want when we want to negotiate ourselves back to a middle ground. There's a part of us that says no. If we go back to a middle ground, it's yeah. going to be it's in the direction of yeah. our old past, and you we're going to remember what happened. We we will slip and fall back to the worst case, right? Yeah. We, we we were at a zero. Yeah. Now we're at a ten. If you want to get to a five, that's on the way to the zero, and you're going to slip and fall yeah. back to yeah. the zero. And so there's a part of us that's like, no, 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 we cannot take any steps back because the steps back means we're going to yeah. regress back to our old self. And that's a funny place to be in when it comes to personal development and evolution is, well, I went from one extreme to the other. And this new extreme might be as problematic as the old extreme. And when I try to go to some middle ground, there's a fearful part of me that's like, no fucking way. We're not going anywhere near the direction that we used to to be in because it's a slippery slope. And we are sure we're going to fall back to all the, and it's like, wait a second. When that happened, I was 19 years old. I'm 39. Yeah. 20 years have passed. You know, I'm like, I'm 39. Yeah. I'm not going to listen at this point, Ramin. You know, when I was 19, I mean, no, let's. When I was, how old were, were we when we met? I was 21, I think, right? When I was yeah. 21, you know, I was, I, I was full of shit in many ways. And I had, I, you were the victim of this, of me going, this is the way I'm going to, we're going to do things. And then we didn't do them this way. I was know? actually just thinking about this earlier and about mm. your like impossible sense of possibilities and the space around you that you created where it was like a bubble where it's like, wow, you're doing really? Wow. Okay. Well, I don't think we can, but he is so sure of it. Maybe we can. Yeah. And there was some, some, you know, on the one hand, you know, dumb, but on the other hand, also amazing. And and if you think about like, if our kids show us a painting, right? And they're, do you like this, right? And maybe it looks like shit because, they, you know, they're, uh, it's nothing special. But we don't tell them, not really. <laughs> you know, they're never going to paint it. <laughs> but we tell them, yeah, it's amazing. And then they love to paint, right? And it's a, And maybe that will lead to them one day actually creating some like actually really amazing painting. Yeah. So I think enthusiasm, encouragement, passion is a really, uh, somebody said this, something along those lines, I'm paraphrasing, where it's, it's a very delicate flower and it's very easy to kill, like to trample on. But if you, if you give it air and sunshine and water, it can grow to something really significant and sometimes it won't. I think we're so afraid and so terrified of the sometimes it won't that eventually we just trample on everything Mm -hmm. because then we know exactly what the outcome will be. And also, honestly, you know, you can overdo everything, right? When you, if you, if you tell everybody, give up all your savings, 
give me all your money. Take all these massive risks. I'm going to bring you to victory. And then you fail. And then you go, forget about that. Take on debt. You, you change the country you live in. Give me all your money. I will lead you to riches. And then you do all that and you fuck it up again. And you keep doing that. It's going to create problems with people, right? I mean, it, it is yeah, gonna, yeah, you're yeah. burning a lot of ground. But that is only true when there's no learning happening, right? There's no reconciliation and there's no learning. There's no, you're not learning from anything. You're not improving how you execute. Um, and I'm telling you, with all, even pretending to be, with all possible humbleness that I might have, no matter how much I can fuck up in the future, there's no way I'm going to make the mistakes I was making when I was 20. There's no way. I cannot become that person again that would tell people. I mean, even today, remember, I mean, we started a NLP and hypnosis workshop company, and I had no idea about NLP or hypnosis. I'd never done a workshop in my life. I was an absolute nobody. And we were like, in three months, we're going to do a seminar that's going to be costing 2K per person. And we're going to have 40 people in it. Because if you can believe it, you can achieve it, you know? Mm -hmm. And today, where I'm way more capable of doing a week-long workshop or seminar on anything, and where I have a much bigger audience, and a lot more money, and a lot more of everything, I would not say in three months we're doing a... I would not dare to say I'm going to do a hypnosis workshop that's a week-long content in three months with 40 people in it for 2K a pop. I wouldn't, Right? I might do something much bigger. I have much bigger plans long term, but in the short term, I'd be, I cannot think like I thought with 20. So that's a fear that is irrational. That for me to go back and make the same mistakes I used to make when I was 19, 20, 21, hopefully in my future, there are new mistakes waiting. Right? That'd be exciting. But that's also something that yeah. you know, takes real courage to attempt. And that's also, I think, one of the things I really admire about people that have kept their enthusiasm and their optimism, even in later stages of their life, is because it's so difficult. It's, it's easier to be optimistic and enthusiastic in youth. But the mm -hmm. older you get, the harder this becomes. And when you meet 40-year-old people, 50-year-old people, 60-year-old people, the amount of optimism and enthusiasm you encounter is very rare. And there's been a part of me over the last couple of years that has been sort of bummed and disappointed in myself for how little of that crazy enthusiasm and optimism that I've maintained and how much of that critical cynicism I've developed. And I've gotten to a place where I'm like, I don't like this. I don't think this is awesome. I don't think this is more useful. It's just more safe. So be excited about a lot more optimism, enthusiasm, and a little bit more bullshit. And let's see where that, let's see where that will take us. But I will work on, I will attempt, this is a, a little challenge for me. I will attempt in the next month or so to make a bit, to make bolder claims to risk leaning out of the window a bit more and make a bit bolder claims, not for the sake of it, but when I feel it without hedging, without mm -hmm. pulling back 
to a place that feels safe. Just going where I feel I am in that moment and being okay if that's, if, if I'll lean too much and fall, maybe I can handle it. Like I'm not made out of porcelain. I can, I can fail. I can make a statement and take it back and be okay. Right. Um, so I'll, I'll try to work on that a little bit and be more conscious of it because it's so, it's so funny to me and I notice it and I just notice it in our conversation where I do feel different now, but I'm afraid to say it. 